before we get into the show, make sure to do a couple things. First of all, click the subscribe button down below and make sure to turn on your notifications, please, in order to get updated content that I start to put out. I do put out weekly videos, so hopefully you enjoy those. The second thing you can do is to make sure to be empathetic and understanding for all of my guests that come on this show, but otherwise, Enjoy the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Deep Dives into the Minds of Esports. My name is Blake Panashevitz, and I am really pleased to introduce this wonderful guest who is on my show today. She's a content creator and streamer streamer for Misfits Gaming. Please let me introduce Amalia Raceforg, maybe better known as Proxy Fox, and I messed up your name. God bless my <laughs> life. Uh, you know, having a last name like uh, Panashevitz, you think that I could actually pronounce last names, but really it's, I got my, my last name and then that's it. And I will never be able to pronounce anyone else's ever again, I think. <laughs> so, but welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So this should be kind of fun. This is something different. Um, there's not a ton out there with like interviews on you. And this is something that I, I kind of started up to kind of get to know people who are involved in like the esports scene, including content creation, streaming, um, behind the scenes. Um, I've had a lot of really cool guests on the show so far. And I, just to kind of get to know the people that actually make up esports um, and what they're like and kind of how they came through here. Um, and I, I was really excited to get you on the show. And there's there's kind of uh, a lot of stuff that uh, we're going to we're going to kind of cover. And I'm kind of excited about it because uh, you come from a country that I have not had. Uh, I actually don't think I've had any guests from Norway so far. Lots of uh, lots of people from Germany. Um, I think I've had two people from uh, some other countries, not Norway. I can't. I think I had one some from Sweden. I know some other country. Right. <laughs> um, but Norway is definitely I think I think you might be the first. So uh, that's that's kind of cool. Um, so what is Norway like? Like if you were to describe Norway to people who are maybe looking to go there or to visit, how would you describe Norway? <clears throat> OK, so it's very beautiful. Uh, first of all, like I love the nature in Norway. Like ev- like every single city and every single part of Norway is just straight up beautiful, and it's really fucking expensive. So like, if you would ever, you know, want to go there, then I would suggest saving up a lot of money because like everything is Norway in Norway is expensive, and like our big cities are not like big cities. So the- our country is pretty small, but it's nice. Mm-hmm. So when you, what makes it so expensive? Is it because of like tourism or is it just like, cause like I understand why like someplace like LA is very expensive because of how big it is and the, the overpopulation kind of associated with it. Um, and then other places get more expensive cause of like tourism. Um, I obviously come from a very small town that is like almost nothing. There are like no people there. I um, mean, it's so nothing is very expensive. Um, but what makes Norway kind of expensive? Well, it's kind of like the entire Scandinavia. It's just the the salary people get is just mm-hmm. higher. Okay. So everything else is also higher. So it kind of like evens out. So like Scandinavian people going on vacation is like everything is free basically or everything is like super, super cheap. But like Scandinavia is really, really expensive. I think it's okay. just because of like currencies and stuff. Okay, that that makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that kind of that that's gonna lead me into some other questions. Kind of like you as a person, you've kind of already went into um, a little bit about you as a person. So you're a, you're a content creator and you're a streamer, and you just finished uh, a, a fairly long stream uh, just a little bit ago, which I appreciate you taking the time to uh, sit down and talk with me about that. Um, but that that kind of brings up into like your life growing up because you were looking at doing like media and content. I have to ask you, was esports something you ever thought like, I'm, this is not, there's no other option. This is what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to be involved in some aspect with video gaming. Mm, well, it has kind of always been a hobby of mine, like even since I was a little kid, just like yeah. playing on my Nintendo and whatever. But, <clears throat> but I don't know. I never really thought that this is what I was going to do. But at some point, I think it. I just became so invested in it that there was like no way I was going to do anything else. Okay, I mean that makes that makes a lot of sense. I I feel like kind of like like I was going to college because I have a degree in psychology, and when I was going to college, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely want to be involved in esports in some aspect, and this is pretty much what I'm going to do no matter what. I'm going to figure a way to make it work to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can understand that. So you were you were born in Norway, um, but you had a very interesting kind of childhood growing up. Um, and it, a lot of parts of it were uh, kind of rough. 
um, that you had talked about. And so I kind of want to dig into what was it like for you growing up? Um, so I think like even starting starting right off, uh, one of the things was is that you were actually born uh, a month early, which uh, anyone who knows anything about like development stuff like that can be very dangerous. Um, and it can a lot of times be uh, like an issue for children. So what was the reason that you were born a month early? Mm. To be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. I just know that I was born with something called a cleft lip. And that made, <laughs> that made me unique in an unfortunately bad way when I was younger. Because, you know, if you stand out in any way as a kid, it's like really easy to get picked on. And I guess just like that's kind of how it started by people just like pointing out stuff about my appearance. And then like even when that... <clears throat> kind of wasn't an issue anymore then they just found something else because i was already like labeled as someone who was not so cool you know yeah yeah and i can i can we're going to talk about the bullying and stuff because i think that a lot of people go through that in different not specifically always about looks but i know that growing up i got bullied a lot um because i was a little bit different and i remember i remember being very kind of traumatic for me um, and I know that other people have kind of went through uh, similar things. And I think that it's good. Like, someone that they look up to who's involved in the scene and who also went through some of the stuff and how you like persevered through it um, to where you are now, I think is a really powerful thing that I, I, I'd like to start to get into. Um, before we get into that, though, one of the things was is that uh, you were living with your, your actually aunt and uncle. Um, and that was something that ended up happening uh, like fairly right away. Uh, you were very young when you were living them. Why, why did you have to end up living with your aunt and uncle? Is it because it was just so expensive in Norway? Mm, I mean, my parents got me when they were like 19, mm -hmm. so they were still <clears throat> like in school. So it was just like my aunt and uncle, they just had like a, like a basement that was kind of like an apartment that we could like live in. So it was just, uh, I don't know, money saving and also like I didn't mind living with my aunt and uncle because they also had kids that were my age. So. Do you ever think about like back on it now? Because you're 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 obviously a little bit older than twenty two. I'm not gonna or uh, than nineteen. Um, and can you imagine having a kid at like the age of nineteen? Like looking back now, what you were like at nineteen? Can you imagine what that would have been like? No, I mean I can't even imagine it now because I I don't know. Like it doesn't fit into my lifestyle as well. But then again, like I I wasn't really planned either, mm -hmm. according to my parents. So. Like it's not like it's not like something that was planned on their side either. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm 27 and I can't imagine uh, having a child now. And 30 is approaching, and I'm still like I'm like 15 years away from ever wanting children, uh, at the very least. So I can, I can kind of under understand that. Um, so uh, you lived with your your aunt and uncle. Um, and as you were living with them, you, you, you talk about your cousins and them being kind of like a, a really important part of your life. Um, and it sounds like they, they kind of stuck up for you a lot uh, growing up. But mm -hmm. uh, what was it like? Because uh, uh, your, your aunt and uncle obviously divorced um, or they separated. Um, did that change the dynamic with uh, like your cousins or were like, how did that affect your life? No, I mean, it really didn't affect anyone at all except for that like they ended up moving out of the house mm -hmm. and we kept on living there like in the basement but with someone else living upstairs until like my mom and dad also separated and then I just ended up moving together with my mom and my grandma. So do you know why your parents separated? I mean I think they just kind of like grew apart because they were so young when they got together that I think they like didn't really know themselves or each other's and I think they just kind of like grew separate ways but like the way they split was just like not harsh or anything so it was really nice for me that they like stayed friends and it's really easy for me that like my families are still friends with like or my mom's family is still friends with my dad's family and stuff and there's just it was never kind of like hard for me it was just that my mom was living one place and my dad was living the other place you know okay. i mean i that that's that's really awesome my parents actually split when i was right around six um and i remember it being something that was like very actually traumatic for me just because that they they did fight and the fighting itself is actually what caused all the problems um so the fact that your parents were able to get along without fighting is uh is uh pretty pretty amazing 
um, and pretty awesome actually. Like when you when you kind of kind of look at it now. Um, now you mentioned that you were uh, close with them. D- did how did that work when your parents did split? Because they did get along. Um, was it something that you were you're still seeing both parents, or was it where you were uh, mostly staying with your mom? What was that dynamic like for you? Mm, well, I was mostly staying with my mom just because of like school reasons because my dad was kind of living in another city like still nearby but like still too far away for me to like drive to school every day so i ended up staying with my mom but then every second weekend i would like go with my dad and i don't really think it was that much of an issue for me yeah honestly like i did i never really had like much family issues i would say yeah I I understand you didn't have an issue with it. Like that's really that's really good that you didn't have uh, an issue with the the kind of uh, dynamic. Um, growing up through school though, um, did you like did, was it ever hard to like explain things to other people? Did you have to ever explain like the divorce situation? Because I remember having to like explain like why my dad wasn't around or anything like that, and I was just very awkward in like school and stuff like that. So it's getting to be fairly mm. common now. Well, I think. I think it was like maybe not super common, but it wasn't uncommon either. So like people didn't ask because most people didn't know and honestly yeah. didn't care. And yeah, I mean, it like no one would ever ask. So. Yeah. So school was something for you that was fairly, uh, fairly difficult. It sounds like from like all the stories that you've told. Um, was it always difficult? Like. Or did it start out easy and then get kind of more difficult later on? Mm, no, it was definitely always difficult. Like, I really enjoyed school in the way of, like, going there and learning. But the social aspect of it was, for me, just really hard. Because maybe at first I would have a friend and then, like, we wouldn't be friends anymore. And then i try to get new friends. and then, But I never really, like fit in anywhere and it was really hard when you're like a kid and there's just everyone is like in these groups and then you're kind of just outside of all the groups and I basically ended up being like super good friends with all my teachers instead so like my social life would be basically speaking to my teachers but so how how big of a school did you go to like like in elementary school, maybe it was like 900 kids in total from that's, like one to seventh grade. Okay, so that's a fairly small school then. Uh, I, I say, for, I mean, okay, you not know, for, me. for me, that is uh, actually it's probably about the same size school that I went to uh, when I moved to high school, but when I was in uh, elementary school, my school was very much smaller than that. Uh, it was like 20 or 30 kids a class, um, but. I hear about like other people who go to really, really big schools. And now my perspective has kind of like changed where you hear about there being like 500 kids in one class. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's insane. Um, so, uh, I think we would have like three classes with like a little less than 30. Okay. On but, each, so. but it was, it was small enough that you probably knew almost everyone inside your class. Yeah. Inside my class. And yeah. like, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I, try, I try to find anyone that would be my friend, but it was sorry. Okay. So you mentioned that you didn't really fit in in any groups. Did did you do any sort of extracurricular activities? Because I know that uh, I also did not fit in with a lot of people. Um, but the one thing that I did get a lot, like I was really into music. And so I would, I would join band. And obviously joining band is something that also you get picked on for. But there was a couple people in there who I found friends with. Did you ever do any sort of extracurricular activities when you were growing up through school? Oh, yeah, I was doing, like, everything. So it started out with me playing football. And then I didn't get to play when there was matches because it was, like, me and it was maybe, like, 30 other boys. And then, like, all the boys would play and I would just sit on the bench and I was like, okay, fuck this. And then I just moved on to another activity. And then I did, like, I did some drama classes. I did gymnastics. I did swimming. I did handball. I did horse riding. I did kind of like everything, but I ended up quitting like most of it just because of the social aspect. Like it just felt really awkward for me to like not have a like any sort of relationship to 
my teammates, like I would just, for example, play handball with, with them, you know, and I would throw them the ball and they would throw it back. And like during the breaks, I would just sit by myself while they're like all talking to each other. And it just like, I didn't have the confidence to just go up and talk to them. And none of them like had any interest in just coming up and talking to me, you know? So it was just really, uh, awkward for me like even though I did all of these things for maybe like one year like I played handball for one year I did gymnastics for like three years football for one year and stuff but after one year I would just say give up okay so did you find any of these that you really enjoyed or was it what what made you want to join these to begin with well I was a really active kid when I was younger so I really just enjoyed doing sports and stuff like I wasn't necessarily the best in any of them but I just enjoyed being active but then it was just kind of like the social part of it that made me quit I guess okay um looking back at it now um kind of looking back at like the social aspect that kind of was there um how much of it do you think it was like you just not having the confidence to reach out or how much was it uh, other people like just being mean because kids are just they're fucking mean sometimes I don't think it was them necessarily being mean because I don't think that like they meant to be mean to me, you know, because a lot of the, like a lot of the people that I was in class with or sports with or anything, like they weren't, they weren't mean to me. Like they didn't say mean things. That was just like a few exceptions that did, but I think it was just kind of the culture, especially in Scandinavia where it's like, it's not really like in including culture like the people that you're going to meet in your life is the people that you go to school with and that you work with or like maybe if like a friend introduces you to a friend but like if you see someone on the street or on the bus or at a like anywhere like it's not normal to like have a conversation with anyone that you don't know kind of so i guess they just didn't really know me and I didn't know anyone, so no one can introduce me. So it was just like an evil circle that just spiraled, kind of. That you bring up that cultural aspect, um, and it's funny because when I was working with like the the LA Gladiators, um, the Overwatch team, uh, we had a couple of people who were from Finland, and they they actually talked about a very similar thing. Like, listen, like it's very odd uh, when you are you're willing to talk to someone who you don't know is on the side of the street in Finland. That is highly uh, it would be looked down upon, kind of, because it's it's mm-hmm. just so weird. And I mm-hmm. I tend to be a very social type of person who likes to reach out and talk to people. Um, Sometimes I could I can understand people being a little bit nervous about that uh, just to do my job field and people have said that but it, it is a very different uh, type of culture um, to be able to deal with that and that sounds very isolating it actually sounds like it would it, it could be very 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 bad because it forces you into a position where you're almost isolated isolated by necessity of your culture yes yeah, so I think definitely like. Everywhere in Scandinavia, maybe not so much Denmark, but at least like Norway, Sweden, Finland have um, just these cultures where it's like really not normal to like, even if I would have the, the confidence to go talk to like a group of people without me having like a kind of like a reason to talk to them, like if I don't have a question to ask them or anything, then it would be like really, really strange for me to be like hey guys how are you doing on proxy you know they would be like why the fuck are you talking to us kind of yeah and i i could see that being his it brings an interesting uh dynamic were you because you obviously this uh, kind of changed later on when you got more confidence i'm assuming and you started to be involved with esports because esports you kind of have to uh talk and associate with people if you want to uh, get in it, it to some degree it requires some level of social but you're also safer because you're online and then you transition in um but looking at uh growing up you you kind of talked about having like one really really close friend um mm-hmm. and it was upsetting when she moved did was that really one of the only friends that you can uh, like you had growing up or was was there mm-hmm. other ones that just weren't uh, as big of friends no i mean it started like my so my little friend circle started with me like when I moved in with my mom and my grandma and we moved into an apartment and in the upstairs apartment there was like a, a boy who was maybe like five or six years older than me but my mom 
told him to like introduce me to like the neighborhood kids and I did but I didn't like, I got along with one of them but he was like one year older than me and we didn't really like hang out in school because I was still like a loser so he didn't want to hang out with me and I don't know I was like these few other kids but I didn't get along with any of them because like some of them were kind of mean like us like mean and what kids would be mean to you know like they would just like force me to like go prank someone when I really didn't want to and then I would get the blame and then they would like kind of sit and laugh and they were just kind of mean and I, I didn't like it so much but then I ended up finding this one girl who I was really really good friends with for quite some time and she kind of like made school bearable for me I guess but then when she moved away I was just kind of like back to zero and at least at that point I think it was like in fourth or fifth grade and then of course everyone will have like a friend group and I just kind of didn't fit in anywhere so I just kind of like just try to join the sports activities again like in the breaks just like playing football and stuff just to like hang out with someone or try to do something and I don't know like later on that also led to some friendships but it took like three four years before it became like an actual friendship and not just like me hanging out with someone in the break you know so, so then so that also like stopped yeah eventually. so so you're going through uh school and was school ever an issue for you uh because it, it sounded like you had fairly good grades but uh mm-hmm. you, you mentioned uh, like especially making more friends with teachers um was school something that you ever had an issue with like as far um, as like grade wise no, no. I mean, grade wise, I was doing like pretty, pretty well, like, like really well, and <laughs> pretty well. Don't want to brag well. or anything. And uh, like that was really never an issue for me because I was a pretty fast learner. So uh, I don't know. I guess school was like okay for me because I didn't really put in that much effort into like the actual school part, which is like a lot of people hate school because yeah. of like the actual learning part. But for me, like, since I'm a fast learner, it was just kind of like, I was just kind of cruising and just like chilling. But then again, like, like, I just wish that I had that social part because then I, I, like, I think school would have been so fun. But for me, it was like, uh, I guess I don't mind going to school today, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can, I can relate. I, I know that when I was going through school, I was looking at graduating early because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be there because I didn't get along with anyone there. So I was like, how do I try to graduate? It's early as possible because mm-hmm. if i graduate i don't have to see any of these people anymore uh, mm-hmm. which is a very uh, interesting thought process to kind of go through um so uh the way that the the school system is set up in norway um is it set up like some of the other countries that i've got to uh, talk about where when you get to like high school you get the choice of like three different levels of school um and it kind of increases like there's like the prestigious like level the the middle level and then the like lower tier level do you have a level system of like your your schooling as you get older um we actually have a very interesting school system so we have elementary school and middle school and then we have high school where we choose between i think it's like eight different directions in what you want to study so for example in my case i chose media and communications but you can also choose like i don't know like electro or or working in the oil industry or um, like just working with like math or you know like anything like you basically just like choose the direction of like what your interests are and what you are interested in working with but personally I feel it was like really fucking girly to like choose what I want to work with when I'm like 15 or 16 or something and then I'm like okay I gotta pick like the right education for what I want to work with I guess when I was 18, I couldn't do that. I can't imagine yeah. doing that. At, like, like I, like I went to college the three, first three years of college. I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. This is a, this is a yeah. mess. So uh, I can't oh. imagine like being 15, trying to come up with that. Yeah. I mean, I guess in my case, it was like a fairly easy choice. Even though I almost went into like becoming an electrician, I like last minute just like changed my mind to just doing media communications because I don't know. I really love being creative. I love like writing and photography and like videography and music and anything. So wait, did my PC just turn off? Uh, you're still there. I can still hear you. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, I can hear you, but my screen, both my screens just went black. Did they fall asleep? Oh, yeah, actually, they did. <laughs> I'm not cutting that just enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess I was really lucky because I chose media and communication, and then usually it's uh, three year studies, and then after that, uh, you can like go into like university or college or whatever. But I had normal two years, and then my last year, uh, I went like um, like a different study called media design, which is more like it's only media. So I had like thirty five hours a week of like only media, and like one or two hours of like. So when so when you say when you say only media, what kind of stuff were you covering in there? Because that's a really cool kind of system. At least sounds like. Um. Well, we had. I think we had eight hours per week to do uh, something like our own project. So we could choose like whatever we wanted. So for example, the first half year, I decided to make like an esport magazine, and then the second, the second half year, I decided to learn how to do three D. Uh, just like 3D modeling. And then for the rest of the time, it was, for example, like media history, and it was just like different tasks. For example, like like for two months, we had photography, and for two months, we had radio, for two months, we had journalism, and like it would just like change topics. And then we would kind of like go through a lot of different like media types and like kind of figure out what we like better. Yeah. So, uh, High school, it seems to be like a uh, like a flip of the coin for different people. Some people say that their life got better in high school. Other people say that it got uh, worse, depending on kind of like where they were going. What was high school like for you? Was it something that got better for you, or is it something that got worse? Mm, well, I couldn't really be more shitty than elementary and middle school, especially middle school. Uh, so I couldn't really be more shitty. And I think it was more fun for me because... It was something that I was really interested in yeah. compared to like doing a lot of general studies. I could actually like focus on media. So in that aspect, it was pretty fun. And my class was like not too bad and there wasn't like any bullying, I guess. So that was like better, but it was still like the social aspect of it, which was me being kind of insecure and not having the confidence to get to know anyone because I thought that... Um, after middle school and everything was kind of shit, I decided to go to a school that was in another city just yeah. so that no one from like my pre <laughs> my previous school would go there. Uh, so I kind of like chose a school that was pretty far away just so like I wouldn't see anyone. And it was kind of like a fresh start because no one knows that I'm like a loser kind of. Yeah. So I, this will be just like a fresh start. And I get there and then I realized that I'm like really fucking shy and awkward. So it didn't really get any better because I still couldn't just like walk up and introduce myself because I didn't have the confidence to do so. So the story just kind of like, I thought it would change, but it kind of just continued. But at least I managed to get like one or two like pretty like closer friends. Not that we would like hang out much outside of school or ever because I would just play video games then. but. Uh, like at least I had someone to like sit with during lunch, which felt like pretty good compared to like previous years. So when you, when you moved to the Southern school, was that hard on like your family? Was it something that it wasn't a big deal? Um, cause you obviously had to move, uh, into the school in order to go there, but it was a different city. So what was that aspect like? I mean, it was fine for like my family because like I still live with my family. I just like traveled for like uh one and a one and a half hour i think it took me to get there and then one and a half hour back okay so but i mean honestly i just wanted to go to like uh, a good school and the school that i went to was like really 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 good and it's a creative school so it only has like the creative lines there so you can like only study like media music dance like this kind of stuff so like it was kind of like school for people with like creative interests which like really suited me except for that i never really got to like know that many people there i guess but i mean it was a nice school at least 
Yeah, I mean, I, that's one aspect. So you mentioned being um, uh, having an issue with like the social aspect, um, and so that kind of leads me to the question of like, uh, like there's like normally big events in the United States, where, like we have like prom, which is a fairly big deal. Um, did you ever get to experience some of those more social aspect type functions that might have happened? I mean, mm, we had prom in middle school that everyone like kind of had to go to. But ours is not I mean, middle school. I mean, that was just kind of shitty. And then we had uh, prom in high school as well. But I mean, I just chose not to go there. So okay, because <laughs> like, who am I supposed to go with? And I'm not well, going there alone, and it's just awkward. Like, well, that's that's what I was asking. Is did, did you ever get to? Did you miss out on some of that stuff because you didn't know anyone? I mean, yeah, sure. But then again, like. Prom in Norway is not like American prom, you know. It's okay. just like it's just kind of whatever. We just dance like, and so, eat food. So. Right, so I mean, it's not so fun and it's not like so overhyped and it's not. It's not like asking people to prom is like a really big deal, you know. It's okay. like you go you go with your friends or you can like go with your like girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, like. It's not really a big deal in Norway, for okay. sure. Uh, was there anything that you really, like, looking back at, like, high school and growing up, is there anything that really sticks out as, like, I'm really happy I got to experience this? Well, I'm really happy I went to school I did, or study what I did, but, like, uh, like any specific event that I... I'm really glad it happened. Like, I can't really think of anything except for, I mean, honestly, I think I started stream or I think I started playing a lot of video games because it was, it was social for me, you know, like I'm interacting with people and I'm social, even yeah. though it's over a internet or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I didn't care. It's still, it's still social, at least for me. And in that way, it gained me like a lot of online friends. And some of them even became like real, real life friends. So I met like a few people that lived in like the same area as me, kind of. So like I would have a few people to like play video games with and like occasionally have like lawn parties or something with, which was something that I'm really glad happened. That's good. That's good. No, that's, that kind of leads me to the next set of questions. You mentioned that video games were kind of like uh, something that you started to pick up more and more in your life growing up. Um, and I imagine it started to happen more throughout school when things in school kind of sucked and you were like, screw this, I'm going to uh, go play videos because that's what I did. I won't lie. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. It was amazing. Uh, liked my online friends significantly more than anyone in school. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out to Ultima Online. So, uh, But kind of like looking at that, did that, that aspect of your life, did it get to be where you, like to the point where you're like, listen, I just, I just want to stay. I want to, I'm gonna finish school. I'm gonna get home and I'm just gonna play video games. Like, is that that to the point that it got to you? Like, what was it like? What was that release like for you? That escape that you got to have? Yeah, I mean, that was how my life has been since I was 12. Like, I just wanted to get done with school and then just like rush home and then play video games until I had to go to bed, and preferably after I had to go to bed too. Like, I didn't care, and also like. The first best friend that I had throughout elementary school, like she also liked video games. But at that point, it wasn't like Wolf of Warcraft or anything. It was more like The Sims or whatever. Yeah. But I just remember like we would go to each other's houses and we would just like, like hang out at the PC, you know? <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I think like having that online life where like, especially where I was like really popular was just kind of like almost addicting and also like, but it also made me feel kind of better about myself because yeah. they told me that I weren't a loser and that I were, was a cool person and that I felt like really important, you know? So I guess in also a way it kind of like carried me through like my like on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, like when I had shady days, I could just go online and it was just a different life kind of. Yeah. I was going to ask you, is that something that, because I can, can understand that like craving that like level of attention, um, from like the people around you, has that ever caused you issues that you're always looking from attention from other people? 
um, to like validate yourself almost. Cause like you mentioned your online friends validate, but then in school people were, were mean and they, they were not nice. And so I could see craving that validation from other people. Is that something that you've struggled with over the years? Mm, I mean, maybe, maybe not so much, but I think that's also like one of the reasons I kind of got into streaming because my online friends told me that it was like really fun to play with me. And they were like, oh, people would love to watch your stream. Like you're really funny and stuff. And I think like when I first started my stream, like it really, like it really boosted my confidence, but like not into like, mm, I don't know, like being higher in myself or something. Yeah. Like it, it was not like to an obnoxious point, it was just like boosting my confidence from like zero to like 50%, you know, to like a, a normal level. And when I started streaming, I was first year of high school. And then later on, like people started figuring out that I was streaming. I don't know, people talk. And then like at some point, I actually started getting people who would come up to me at school and be like, hey, I wish to stream last night. It was pretty cool. Like, you're pretty cool. And like that way, I was like, wait, someone is talking to me in real life at school? Like, is this real? And I, I don't know. I like everything just like started from when I was streaming and they finally had that like excuse to come talk to me, right? Like, that's all they needed. Like, sure, like they're not really mean, but it's just like the cultural thing. Yeah. But now that I actually had that excuse. And then I was like, hey, pretty cool. And I was like, what's fuck? Everyone doesn't hate me. What's this? Um, that makes like that, that, that is kind of wonderful that that was your, your outlook to kind of like, imp it improved your life like significantly. It sounds like it's a, a very important part of your life. And uh, I think uh, I, I want to ask you this uh, streaming back then, is it different than streaming now? Because uh, I obviously know a lot of people who uh, stream, and I, I could honestly, God, I could never do it. I could never become a streamer. I can't sit there for that many hours uh, and uh, be entertaining all the time. I mean, I can't play video games just in general. Like, I'd rather sit down and talk to someone for hours than than do that. Mm -hmm. Is streaming the same now as it was when you were a kid? Mm, well, I think now that I'm older and I'm doing it as a job, it has kind of like turned more into a job. But I still like see it the same way as I did before like I never like stream to like show off that I'm entertaining or something because honestly like I, I'm not I don't know Tyler one or something like I'm not going out of my way to like scream and yeah. like jump up and down and like like visualize all these emotions you know I'm just kind of like doing it for the social part like I'm playing I'm playing video games which is something I love and I'm talking to people so it's just like me talking to my community to like really my friends you know and that's still my like that's still what i'm doing like it didn't change except for like now it's a job but i don't do it for the money i'm just lucky that i'm able to do it kind of yeah so growing up uh both of your parents had split up when you were younger and then they did they both get remarried when you were older uh yes what was it like having step parents for you because my parents both actually remarried but then they also got divorced again but uh they were remarried i know right you're, you're like oh my god <laughs> this dude is crazy yep triple divorce feels good man yeah so uh well when they got remarried and when they started having like kids like new kids <laughs> yeah um i i was kind of like old enough to like not really have that influence me that much I was, I kind of just had like accepted my, that my parents, you know, like they divorced and they found someone else and now they want like a new family. And, but I guess that also made me like, I wouldn't say that it made me feel excluded, but I think it was just that I was already like, mm, I don't know, like to myself, you know, like I, like not necessarily isolated, but I, I was just, you know, I didn't talk much to like my family or anyone like I was just like online and honestly I don't think that like when they remarried and had kids and stuff that it really like changed much because I was already like grown enough to be my own person kind of that makes sense um 
growing up, uh, you obviously uh, led into becoming uh, a popular streamer and working for Misfits. Did you ever work other jobs that kind of made you appreciate what you have now? So, like, growing up for me, I like I was worked in restaurants. I uh, did instructing. I did a couple other jobs that are. Then all of these were really shitty jobs that I really did. Did you ever have like some of those jobs that really made you appreciate what kind of what you're doing now? Well, my first like real job was like working at a thrift shop, mm-hmm. which was like really shitty because like a lot of the customers that go there are like people who don't want to pay full price for like yeah. anything. <laughs> so they're like the kind of people who like come and like take off the price tag and they were like, how much does this cost just to like hope that I will say something lower than what it's worth? And I don't know. I was, it was a really shitty job, but at least it was like a job. And then I worked at like some festivals just like as a volunteer to get to go there for free <laughs> and like some stuff like that. But I don't know, like I started streaming when I was 16. And then, yeah, I guess when I moved to Berlin, I had like a full time job. But boy, that was really exhausting because I moved to Berlin and I would have a job where I would work from like 10 to 6. So I would like get up at like 8.30 in the morning or something. And then I would go and I work from 10 to 6. And then I would stream when I get home. So I get 7. So I would just stream from like 7 until like 2 or something. And then I would just go to bed and then I would do like this like every single day. Like no exceptions. Just every single day. And like I didn't even take time to like make food for myself or eat breakfast or anything. I just I don't know. Like ate like shit. Like ate kebabs or McDonald's or whatever. And at some point, I just got like really, really, really exhausted because I was doing this for like one and a half year, like straight, and that was really exhausting. I really wish I didn't do that. What were you doing uh, for a job there? What What was your your normal uh, not nine to five, but ten to ten to six? What was your ten to six <laughs> job? Um, I was doing influencer marketing for a company named Dojo Manners, or right. I was working specifically with an app called Lotsumo. So it's like a, a League of Legends coaching app, and I was working uh, with like streamers and YouTubers to like promote our app. So, so I was basically like the middle person. Yeah, I was going to ask, what, what does that imply? So like we hear about, and this is a good thing, is like you look at like marketing at like uh, league teams, you hear about marketing all the time, but I don't think a lot of people actually know what someone who is in marketing actually does. Like what, what is like the day-to-day kind of like look like? What, what, what kind of things do people in marketing tend to do? Okay, well, for me, since it was like very specific influencer marketing, it was basically just um reaching out like first of all you need to like scout for influencers so say we want to have a campaign like in germany you know like i just go like on youtube and twitch and i look at like who's like streaming and making videos in german or whatever like where the audience is and then i reach out to them or their agency and ask if they're interested to working with us just Mm -hmm. like kind of like brief them on what we do and then if they're interested then like I set up all the contracts and figure out like a date that works. And then I figure out the date that works for like our company. And then we kind of like, for example, have like a sale that day if we want to push it to something specific or yeah. I don't know, just like just anything. And then afterwards, it's a lot of like analyzing. So analyzing how well they like, sell units like how, how much they sell like for people to buy like uh like premium subscriptions and also like how many views it got and like how many of the people that viewed a video downloaded and then like compare it to like the others and then you like check if like we paid them too much too little blah blah, blah you know like all of this like analyzing and then on to the next one except okay. for that you don't really have time to like wait until you're done you just have to do like 10 people at the same time basically every month but uh it was interesting to work with other influencers and i never want to do it again (laughs) (laughs) you're done with that life um so 
looking at like that marketing aspect, did that did, did you utilize those same skills in order to kind of like grow grow your own stream? Did you utilize any of those skills in order to to improve things about your your own content or your own brand? Or were those things that you found to be useful to learn for that? Well, definitely a lot of stuff that I did at my job like became useful for me, especially when it comes to like analyzing my own content, like how I can improve and whatever. But also like I also know like cheap ways to like grow a lot, but I don't want to like do anything to like fuck up like what my content is, you know? Yeah. Like I could, for example, just like play with someone, like some of my friends that are like more famous than me or something, or I could just, I don't know, dress more interesting, like more appealing to guys or I don't know, I could just stop playing League and I can just do like IRL streams, just chatting streams or yoga streams or working out streams or anything, you know, like I, I know how I can like grow a lot more, but I also don't want my content to be that. And I don't want to be known for being like someone else's friend, like, oh, who's this? Like, oh, no, it's the girl who played with this guy yeah. or this girl, right? So it's kind of just like a slow and steady growth but it's a growth at least and i'm really happy with my community and i'm really happy to be able to do this full time so yeah i can 100 percent agree with that so you started to get you 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 finish uh high school um and you you decided to make the leap towards berlin you're like i'm gonna move here because i want to be involved in esports and the only way to really get involved is to be located someplace uh that is uh popping it's uh, mm-hmm. it's very popular with esports obviously at the time um it still is uh but you you move to berlin and you start uh kind of like working in there and you start to to make connections uh into the esports world um and one of the mm-hmm. things you had said is that you started to do panels and to talk about things that you were uh like passionate about things that you wanted to see improved mm-hmm. uh, which kind of brings me to my next question what types of things in esports were you talking about and what types of things now do you think that should be talked about um, well, I did, uh, some panels in, Nor- in Norway, actually, about, um, just what kids are doing online, kind of. It was, okay. like, uh, on Safer Internet Day, so it was basically, like, what parents think that their kids do versus, like, what their kids actually do. Like, a lot of parents are, like, scared of them, I don't know, like joining some Nazi organization or whatever, like that's what they're scared of. But like in reality, they should be scared of like, I don't know, like in Norway, it's really popular to have like Facebook groups where like you, that's basically like roast me Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And you join it when you're like 12. Yeah. And then they have like really strict moderations, like no like adults can join this group. And then it's just like, they post a picture of themselves and be like, rape me or something. And then everyone would be like, oh, you fucking fat whale, you know? And it's just like really shitting on these like 12 year olds. And then, yeah, basically just like talking about that to like some parents. And then I did some panels about girls in esports. I've done that a few times. Uh, Basically just like talking about mm, like people think that the reason there isn't that many girls in esports, like in the professional scene, is because of the toxicity in the games mm-hmm. and that they're being scared away from competitive play. But in my opinion, it's honestly not about any any of that. But yeah, that's just like a way like long discussion we have time it's uh like <laughs> this is like the, the 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 real you right like we're getting a look and this i've actually had this conversation with a couple of people um and so far everyone who i've had on there has pretty much said that they don't know if that is the reason why um mm-hmm. and i think the problem is you can't really it's very hard to prove a lot of these things that we talk about because a lot of them are opinion based on like our experience personal experience that people have um so yeah. they're very anecdotal um in my opinion i I don't know, like when I look at like the esports scene, um, the professional scene and then the normal standardized play that you see are basically two different games. 
Um, mm-hmm. They're very much separated. And the, I think the problem is, is that people put them together way too often, like they're the same thing. Um, and in my experience, mm-hmm. I've not met very many pros who like would be uh, like against a woman playing. In fact, in the overall Atlantic league, we actually do have um, a female pro player um, who mm-hmm. is uh, on a team. And so, but everyone, and everyone really likes that player a lot. Um, so it, as far as like the pro aspect, I don't see that being an issue. I could, I do think that games are toxic. I don't know how much more specifically they're toxic to females versus males. Um, and I don't know how you could ever prove that. And I don't know because I'm obviously never experienced it. Uh, but what what do you think the reason is? What what is your opinion on? Okay, so first of all, just so I comment on the toxicity thing is that I super agree that like uh, a lot of games have a really toxic community, but I don't think it's like targeted specifically towards yeah. like women or anything. I just think that like they're gonna flame you like regardless of who you are because they don't know. Yeah. And if they do know, for example, like in my case, like if they if I have someone on my enemy team or on the same team and they like decide to to flame me, then sure they will like throw out like stuff that's like personal targeted towards yeah. me. Like, oh fucking girl, you fucking suck because you're a girl kind of thing. But I think that like if they didn't know who who I was, they would say the same thing, but like uh you fucking suck because you're a fucking virgin loser or something. Like they would they would just yeah. say anything. Like it it doesn't matter. But yeah, I think a lot of girls are not so much in a competitive scene because, first of all, it's really hard to take the first step, both as being the person who steps into the scene, but also for like the organization to take that risk because they will never know like how their players are going to react and how like everyone else is going to react and how the team atmosphere is going to be. And that's not just like... I'm giving them an excuse, but that's basically their excuse that they have been giving to me when yeah. I have like mm, kind of asked because I was interested in becoming a professional player. I'm yeah. obviously not good enough, but I was like, okay, maybe I'll just like put my streaming career aside and try to go pro, like while this game is still popping and while I still have the motivation to do so. And then I kind of just like, I was too scared of doing it because I kind of like was scared that I would get rejected if I ever got to the point where I was good enough because I was a girl. So then I just kind of like got that confirmed by several organizations who was like, no, we will probably not get you on our team because that would make a bad team atmosphere. And like, even like, even more than one organization even told me that they would have maybe gotten me if I were a boy or if I were ugly. So, but they wouldn't do it now because then I would just be a distraction, like regardless of how good I was apparently. So how, then how, I just kind of dropped that. <laughs> yeah, so those conversations, how long ago were those? Like two, three or so. Okay. Okay. So, uh, especially if you're looking at like legal, I'm assuming it would have been more League of Legends uh, yeah. than anything else. Like, obviously, the league scene has, with franchising stuff, like, there's definitely new teams, but it's kind of like that. When I hear that, that is like, that is definitely a level of sexism. Uh, like, yeah, but I mean, uh, like, whether or not I've it's justified. Uh, no, no. I mean, I've experienced so much sexism that I was like, kind of okay with it. But, and I never used it against them because I was like, okay, well, I guess, like, I, I, I get it, kind of. Like, yeah. sure, you don't want to risk, like, your top tier team of, like, putting a girl on there. And then, like, none of, like, all of the players will suddenly be unable to focus or be nervous or whatever. But, like, that's not an excuse because that's not how it is in, like, real jobs. But then again, like, yeah. these people that are professional players are, like, 17, you know, so... Yeah. I don't know. I guess I was kind of like okay with it, but I also think that it has changed. Yeah. Like since then. And I also think that like there will be a lot of competitive female players, or maybe not a lot, but there will be more competitive female players in the upcoming years. I just think that there was like this stigma around playing a lot of video games as a girl. Yeah. Like, um, 
like when I was younger, then it was like, it was fine for guys to have it as a hobby. And it would be like, you can sit and play all day and like people wouldn't care. It's just like a guy thing. But if you did it as a girl, then that's, that was kind of just really not normal and not really accepted in many ways, like socially accepted and also like by families and stuff. I mean, luckily in my case, my family weren't super strict with it. So. So, uh, kind of looking at that, you're, 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 you made a successful streaming career. At what point do you, cause you were working a job and streaming. At what point are you like, okay, I'm done with this, this, uh, 10 to six job. I'm going to just do streaming full time. Uh, well, that basically just happened because, um, I quit my job because they offered me to do freelance for them instead of working full time. And I just told them that's not good enough for me because I need stable income every month. So I quit my job okay, uh, or declined their offer rather. And uh, then when I announced this on my social media that I was no longer in this job and I was looking for something to do, I just was lucky enough to get contacted by Misfits and they just asked me if I wanted to stream with them. And they would offer me something that I could pay my rent with, like on a monthly basis. So I just accepted that. That makes sense. So, I mean, yeah. That, 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 dreams. I was, uh, dreams. I was kind of too scared. I was too scared to just quit my job and just like jump out of it and just be like dependent on donations and subscribers and stuff because I don't want to. I feel kind of like bad asking people for for money. Like it's really kind of everyone who chooses to subscribe and to donate and and whatever. But I don't want to be dependent on that kind of. And you, I imagine you probably don't like asking. Like some streamers who are out there, are like, oh, like we're gonna do this when we hit like uh, this many subscribers or like, uh, yeah. they, they, they really promote like subscribing to them. And it doesn't sound like that's something that you really particularly like doing. No, I mean, worst case I would like, I don't know. Sometimes I would like, um, for example, if I'm having like drunk streams, like if someone like gives me a yeah. dollar, so I'll like take a shot or something, but I would never like, um, do like a lot of stuff that's like subscriber exclusive and so i don't really have that many like benefits of becoming a subscriber it's just like if you like my content and you want to support it then feel free to subscribe and here are like 20 emails that you can use or something but i would never like hmm, like i don't know i felt really bad for like or, or i feel really bad for like mm, trying to get people to give me money kind of so now i just have like volunteer options kind of Mm-hmm. And so one of the things, especially with people involved in esports, I always kind of talk about is uh, like relationships, because first of all, there was a ton of stigma because most of the time I have pro players or coaches on the show. Um, and there was a ton of stigma about like being in relationships. And you heard things like a uh, famous people like, oh, my God, if you're in a relationship, you're screwing over your car, which, by the way, I don't agree with at all. It's just about a healthy balance. So I'm going to clarify that now. Um if you don't have balance in your life for like a lot of things, then it tends to just be messed up. Um, but one of the things you had kind of mentioned inside of your uh, your draw my life is that you went through periods where you had a lot of rocky relationships. Was any of that due to like your own self confidence, and what was that like? Yeah, for sure. I just think I had a lot of issues myself, and I went for people who were alike me. So I went for people who had like a lot of issues themselves. And that was maybe not the smartest thing for me to, uh, because it just like messed both of us up kind of. And so, yeah, I kind of had a lot of shitty relationships just because I was just young and I didn't want to be alone. And I found someone who didn't want to be alone either, but we both like needed someone who was stronger than ourselves and that other person just for it kind of. And so how did how did you, how did that change for you? How did you uh, move move beyond being uh, looking for uh, like codependent relationships or looking uh, beyond uh, being inside of those unhealthy relationships and needing like almost like the validation of other people? Yeah, no, I think it was just like me. Um, first of all, just like taking the time to get over 
like everything that had happened, like in relationships and in school, then like feeling shitty about myself. And just, and then, um, yeah, just kind of moving on and becoming happier with myself. Uh, and then look for, like, or not really look for, but just get into like a healthier relationship by being more mentally healthy myself i guess that's good that's normally what i recommend people do is that if you can't care for yourself to some degree it's very hard to be in uh, any sort of relationship um and i've been through a lot of shitty relationships so i can speak on that too um if you had to give any sort of recommendations for people who like get into bad relationships or are having issues what would you recommend to them well it doesn't have to be perfect like when you start out like for example, for my relationship, it's like when I first got into my relationship, it was kind of, uh, I, I was kind of maybe not so ready for it because I was still like working on myself a lot, but like I would, I still wasn't dependent on anyone. Like I was still very like, mm. yep um independent there we go like, I, I i was still i was still very independent like i didn't i didn't need someone kind of but like while i was still working on my on my things like my boyfriend kind of just helped me like work on myself like while he was there like supporting me but it's not like i was depending on him and that's like two very different things and I think a lot of relationships, like the best tip I can get is to kind of just do a lot of self-reflection because a lot of issues in a relationship is just like people kind of being like so obsessed that the other person is wrong kind of, instead of being like, we're two, two people against one issue. And like the issues can also be because of something that i'm doing and i think a lot of people are just like skipping that part like oh there's a problem like but i'm not doing anything wrong so it must be the other person yeah i agree with that 100 um so kind of looking at uh being a content creator and streamer what has it been like to be a, a representative of the misfits brand right to be under, a streamer underneath them what has your experience been like in in that situation so far is it something that you you like that you would like to keep doing is it something that uh like where where are your plans for the future with this uh, entirety of being a like a brand part of a brand well i really 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 love misfits uh like they have taken so good care of me and their staff and everything is just super amazing and they're also really including which is something i didn't feel like because i were at like some other teams before and like been I don't know, like partnered with like some sponsors and stuff. And like, honestly, like there's only two people that have like really included me and that has been MSI. Like MSI was really good at like including their partners in a lot of stuff and not only like kind of like uh, giving attention all the time with like different sponsored products, but like reaching out and bringing me together with other partners to like events and do like stuff with all of us and have everyone do like streaming together and stuff. And, and with Misfits, it's also like, they like ask me if I want to come along to like photo shoots with like the players and they want to do content with me, you know, like also do like short interviews and, and like, like anything compared to what I was before, for example, when I was on a previous team before, like they didn't really include me in anything that their players were doing and we were like kind of held separate okay and but i guess that was also like a different time yeah so what do you want for that when you look at yourself in the future where do you see yourself being in five years what is it that you want to be doing in like five years mm, well i still want to do content producing and I don't see myself quitting streaming anytime soon, as long as there's like interest for 
people to watch it. And I think maybe like if I wouldn't do streaming, then I would still do like content creation like other ways. But I also find like social media like really really fun to just deal with like Twitter and Instagram and all of this to probably just like mm, become more focused on like the social media aspect of my brand, I guess. And then yeah, I would still love to be like creative, so maybe work with misfits, but more like not as a streamer, but like as a content producer in like other ways, like either help with like videography or do like photography with them or like maybe I don't know, like do something else, but I would like to be an esports and I would like it to be creative. But maybe like even like a host of something or I don't know, like anything really. So uh, I have I have one last question for you, and I appreciate you taking uh, so much time to uh, kind of like talk to me and go through the, uh, all of this stuff. So this is arguably the hardest question, depending on who you ask, um, but it is something I ask everyone. Um, you've you've had the experience of being on my show. It's a little bit different than almost uh, everything that is normally out there. Um, there are not very many shows like mine, which I pride myself on that because it's so unique. That doesn't mean it's good. It just means it's unique. Um, but uh, having experience being on the show and kind of what it is, if you had to pick any one person to be on the show, they, the only requirement is they need to be involved in esports in some way. Uh, who would you pick? Hmm. Hmm. I think maybe Shocks. Shocks. I know it's a, I know it's a long shot, but she's a pretty good friend, and I know that she has worked like so so hard to be where she is and i think like her story is just really cool and i think she's like an incredible person i think that that is a very good person to recommend on this show so it's someone who i hope one day that i get to have on this show because i think it would be a lot of fun to have her on this show um that is that's all the questions that i have for you for today um do you have any shouts or anything i don't normally do shout outs but i let you have them if you want them Shout out to my family and my boyfriend for, you know, being there. And my all of my online friends, it's too many to mention at, at this point, but I love all of my online friends and couldn't have done it without them either. Well, thank you so much. This has been Deep Dives in the Minds of Esports. My name is Blake Panishevitz, and until next time, I hope everyone has a wonderful day.